Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is very interesting. It's one of my favorites so far. And it's really talking to you specifically, if you're listening to this right now, if you listen to this podcast, it is all about you. What Joshua is explaining to everyone, whether they're in the boot camp or the essential experience or listening to the podcast or watching the videos or reading the books, is if you are doing that, if you are here now, you have a perspective that's among the highest in the world. They talk about it like a ocean. If the ocean is everyone on the planet, you are at the surface of that ocean. You're at the highest perspective. Now, you don't really think that. You sort of consider that everyone else is thinking the same way you are. But if you understand anything Joshua was saying, if you've read the books, if you do meditation, you are among the highest in the world and you're on the leading edge of the leading edge of thought. It's very interesting because we have all these doubts about ourselves and our core limiting belief is we're not the creators of a reality. But in comparison to anyone who's ever lived before, anyone who's alive now, generally we have a very high perspective. This is why we're living the lives we're living. Now, we all see problems and we all think things are wrong and bad. Yes, that's part of it. We're not all the way up there yet, but but we are beginning to cross that threshold into being the creators of our realities. I've been doing this for about nine years, and I've really seen my perspective shift, uh, especially over the last three years. Uh, it's really interesting when you start to think about yourself in those terms. And even if you think about yourself as having a high perspective, that is going to lead you to more inspiration and to more understanding about who you are and your perspective will get even higher. So I think you'll really enjoy today's episode. Uh, it was a lot of fun to do, and it was really fun to listen to it later. Uh, before we begin, uh, as always, I'd like to remind you to like and subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, share it with your friends who have high perspectives. Uh, some will get it, some won't, some will be interested, some will think you're weird, doesn't matter. Just uh, move it along, uh, like it, review it, do all that stuff, uh, leave a uh, comment, things like that. We really appreciate your help. We're going to be doing some more Ascension Experience courses. We'll have a group of about 100 people all over the world. And if you want to check that out, go to the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com. If you want to ask me about anything, please send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. All right, let's get ready for this episode. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. Welcome. Hi, Joshua. We'd like you to understand that you have a set of beliefs. These beliefs are creating the life you're living now. And generally, for all of you who are on this call now or listening at a later date, generally your beliefs are very empowering. In fact, incredibly empowering. Generally, your perspective is very high. Your perspective gets so high because you've, over the course of your life, you've adopted empowering beliefs and maybe some limiting beliefs along the way. But you're able to look at these things and to see them from another perspective and maybe understand that there are people on earth living really wonderful lives and are very happy, very successful, have wonderful relationships, wonderful health, are passionate about things, have great hobbies and interests. And you can say, well, well, if those people can do it, so can I. And this is what has created this mental construct that allows you to navigate your life. And then you are open to inspiration. Well, you've just reached a perspective that allows inspiration to flow easily and you've come to understand yourself enough that you're able to act on a lot of the inspiration. In fact, that's how you found yourself here. If you haven't acted on enough inspiration, well, you're probably living in a lot of fear. You're probably getting more urges to control the conditions. You're probably acting on a lot of those urges and you're encountering manifestation events that you don't really understand the purpose of these things. Why are these people treating me like this? Why is this happening to me? 
How come things never turn out for me? Why am I so miserable? How come I don't feel like enough? Those people living in fear, well, that's what the consciousness of that level of investigation is. It's their journey of self-discovery based in that. Now, they always have the opportunity to bounce to a new perspective, change the way they're thinking, act on some inspiration that's coming to them, reach a higher perspective in certain areas of their lives. They always have these opportunities. But as you go along and you act on enough of these opportunities to enhance your perspective, well, you break into new dimensions of physical reality. These higher dimensions where most of you exist right now are lighter and easier and, and the fear is not as intense and you're able to see yourself as good and worthy and whole. And maybe there's areas of your life that you think need improvement, but generally you're realizing that you have everything you need, everything is working out for you, you're here on a journey of self-discovery, and you are embracing these ideas of the physical and the non-physical and universal law. Very, very good. So what we're talking about now is more of the nuance of where you're going from this point forward. It's not really this radical shift in your perspective that you need to make to change the life that you have. It's understanding that the life you have now is the perfect representation of whatever mental construct you're dealing with. In most areas of your life, things are working pretty well. And then you can refine these areas and you can think about them more often and you can have some level of contemplation. Now, the contemplation isn't about the problems or the attitudes or, the, or what's going on in the world around you. It's more about how you perceive certain aspects of your life, how you are perceiving other people in your life and the world around you. That perception of reality is the basis of the reality that you're living in. Enhance that perception of reality, and guess what happens? Your reality feels better to you. Well, since this is a feeling re reality and all you're ever doing is feeling something, the idea here then is that the feeling of it is either good or bad. But remember that idea of good or bad or better or worse or improved or not improved is all this duality that's going on, this illusion of duality. In essence, the conditions themselves have no meaning. Situations, occurrences, even manifestation events, they have no meaning. When a manifestation event happens, something happens to cause you emotion, it's because you've given it meaning. You've given it meaning based on a belief system or a mental construct. The meaning is only determined by you, not by anything else, even if there's other people involved. They may have a certain meaning of it. They may think it's wrong or bad, but you don't have to think that way. You can look at it from a much higher perspective and understand that essentially it's all neutral. Essentially, the entire universe is neutral. Essentially, there is nothing that has any meaning built within it at all. There is no meaning. And this is actually a great gift because if you understand this basis of reality is there is no meaning to anything, then you can choose the meaning for you. That's what you're doing anyway, whether you think you are or not. You can choose to think something's bad or wrong, and you can choose to think something's good and right, and that's up to you. Now, does it feel better to think it's bad or wrong, or does it feel better to think it's good and right? Again, that's up to you. Now, even if you go a little bit deeper in that, the emotion itself has no meaning. The feeling of fear, well, that's simply a part of physical reality that has been incorporated into this reality as a survival mechanism. So you might say, okay, if I see a tiger and the tiger's let loose in my living room, 
well, there's going to be fear there. Now, is that a bad feeling or is it just a feeling that catches my attention? You could say, well, it definitely catches my attention. I definitely feel that I need to do something here. And in this case where the fear is rational, it might be a good idea to leave the room. When the feeling is irrational or when the situation brings up a fear that's irrational, you have to understand that that sensation is a similar sensation, but you interpret it as bad and wrong. It is not actually bad or wrong. In fact, if you had no limiting beliefs, you couldn't feel negative emotion. You couldn't even come up with the term negative. There would be no thing such as negative. You term it negative to avoid it or control it or keep it away. In essence, the feeling is what you came for. And these feelings on one end of the scale or the other end of the scale, they essentially are neutral. An excited, happy, wonderful feeling is not that different from an anxious feeling. When you start to learn that the feelings themselves are neutral, just like everything else in physical reality, you can have an opportunity here to dive into those feelings. You can feel what you call negative feelings. And you can understand if you're feeling it and feeling it and feeling it and really getting into it, there's information contained in that emotion. And the information is labeled as doubt or worry or anxiety or excitement or joy or ecstasy. It doesn't matter how it's labeled. You can choose a new definition of everything. You've been avoiding these feelings, and certainly Gary has been avoiding these feelings his whole life. He's been trying to compartmentalize and protect himself from these feelings. But there is no need to protect yourself from a feeling because the feeling is just why you're here. You get to embrace these feelings and lean into them. And if you start leaning into them, well, guess what you do? You start to understand why you have the feeling in the first place. What's that belief system that's causing you to interpret any event as bad and wrong? When all events are neutral, and in fact, all events that come to you are for you for some reason, you can interpret every single event, every single occurrence, every single condition that you see around yourself as good and right. Now, the feeling of that emotion is tied to a belief system. If the belief is limiting, then it's going to feel like a negative emotion. And you might want to do what Gary does, intellectually dismiss it, figure it out in his head come up with reasons why it's false, whatever it is, but he's not really feeling the feeling itself. So we've given him guidance to understand these feelings and understand that the emotion itself is not good or bad or right or wrong. It's just a feeling. And if he can tap into that feeling, there'll be less fear around that. So we invite you all as you're going through the second week of your boot camp and your Ascension experience to take a look at your manifestation events and what the feeling really is. Dive a little bit deeper into those feelings, and you'll start to begin to realize that the feelings themselves are not bad or wrong. They're just feelings. Your interpretation of the feelings causes you to feel some sort of emotional pain that is not necessary. When you come around and feel the feeling, understand what's going on here, realize it's all based in illusion. Because if you saw the truth of this reality, you could not see anything as negative because there is nothing negative in this neutral reality. If you understand that, then you can understand the illusion and come to a place where you even laugh about it. If you can get to that place, you're ahead of the game. Well, you're ahead of the game anyway. We're just asking you to think a little bit more deeply. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? Hi, Gary. Hi, Daryl. Um, 
We are having our uh, midterm elections next week, and I was wondering if you can grow what you've been talking into. A lot of us have hope right now and how we should be looking at that. And then when the results come in next week, how we should be looking at that from a higher perspective, be it that our candidate gets elected or not elected. What's the best way to approach that? The best way to approach that is like you would approach anything. It's neutral. It has no impact on you whatsoever. It only has an impact if you judge it to have an impact. Essentially, it's neutral. You say, okay, well, this person in power, they can enact laws and they can actually radically change the life I'm living. And so I have to protect myself from these possible things that they could be doing. But you have no idea right now what could have happened. You have no idea which one's better or worse. You're making things up as you go along. But we want to bring you to this greater understanding of yourself as the creator of your reality. You might think at this point in the stage, at this place in the game, that to be the creator of your reality, you would say, I pick that candidate. That's how I want my reality to look. And we say it goes much deeper than that. We say, take a look at everything in your reality. Understand that nothing can affect you unless you allow it to affect you. Nothing can present itself in your reality, good, bad, or otherwise, unless you allow it to come in. Well, when we say the word allow, that's not really satisfying. It's not really the way you want to think about it because you sort of think about, I'd like to control these things and make sure they don't come in. Well, in fact, there is no control and control is based in fear. The idea that you would want to control a perfect environment is evidence that you do not perceive yourself as the creator of your reality. That's simply what it is. And you're not there yet and, and almost no one is there yet, but Understand the idea is that whatever happens is the thing that's supposed to happen, is the best possible outcome. And you say, well, look at the last election, look at this person who got elected and all the things that happened then. We want you to understand that none of those things have any impact on your life unless you allow them to. When you allow them to, you're calling them bad, wrong, good, or right. That's what allowing them to impact your life is. That's inviting them to impact your life. When you create in your mind that these outside events, these elections have some sort of ramification over the life you're living, you're denying the fact that you're the creator of this reality. So that's a tricky bit of knowledge, a tricky bit of information. Everything else where you've created anything, you've actually taken action and you've done something and you made some physical movements and some decisions and choices and those sort of things. But those choices, those decisions, the physical movement, the actions that you took were based on your perspective. That perspective says that, oh, I better watch out about the elections or I better vote to make sure this and that happens. And I definitely want this candidate to get in. Well, that perspective is limited. And so those are only the choices that are available to you. That's all it is. You say, okay, at this perspective, my only choice is I have to go vote. I have to campaign against this person. I have to tell my friends about that. That's all that's available to you at that limited perspective. If you raise your perspective, and you're not going to do this today or tomorrow, but over the course of, say, the next year or so, you raise your perspective about who you are and how this reality affects you. This reality, the elections, the government, the town you live in, the house you live in, the income that you make, the relationships you have, all of this stuff is, a, is based on your perspective. That's it. The higher the perspective, well, the less outside things will impact you. The highest perspective, 
you create it all. The lowest perspective, you're a complete victim to it all. Raising the perspective gets you out of the fear, out of the illusion, out of the belief that other people have control over your life. This is not true. Now, you can look around the world and you say, well, those people living in China in lockdown, their government is absolutely controlling their life. Well, that's because they're living in a lower perspective, a more limited perspective. That's all that is. You didn't choose to live in that environment. That environment is for those who choose to explore that, to explore the limitation, to explore the lack of control, to explore being exploited, all of those things. And then to make choices based in how they perceive their self. So some of those people are choosing to leave. Some of those people are choosing to escape the lockdown. Some of those people are choosing to revolt or protest. And that's wonderful for them. Where you are in your life is much more free, much more abundant, much more accessible to technology and to all the wonderful things that are available in this physical reality at this time. Raise that perspective even a little bit higher than that. None of that stuff will ever matter to you. Now, for those of you who are really, really involved in the politics of your nation, this is a difficult idea to understand because you really believe that that has an impact. And so that's a mental construct. That's all that is. There are others who do not care and it would never affect them in a million years. They would never even vote because in that voting, you're separating yourself from all your friends who voted the other way or all the people in your town who voted the other way or all the people in your state who voted the other way or all the people in the nation who voted the other way. You see, you're separating yourself. Anytime you want to separate yourself, you're buying into the illusion because you're all connected. You're all one. When you opt out of this illusion, that won't matter. Nothing will matter. Your bank account won't matter. Your relationships, how you perceive them will only be at this highest, highest perspective. You won't care if they love you. All you'll care about is if you can express love to them. You will start being given inspiration. That inspiration will lead you to make choices, decisions, and actions that are in alignment to that higher perspective and this is what gets you out of the rat race, so to speak, or the possibility that anything could impact you. If you had a high enough perspective, you could never get a traffic ticket. Be impossible. Gary got pulled over the other day. The officer came over and said, yeah, your light wasn't working. He said, oh, sorry, there's a little switch there. He goes, okay, thanks for that. Goodbye. It's impossible for him and his perspective to get a traffic ticket. Therefore, he is not engaged in worrying about if there's a police officer here or you know speeding checkpoint over here or any of these things he has opted out of that so therefore doesn't matter what they're what they're doing they may be pulling over people left and right but those people are, are operating at a different perspective level as you understand that you're the creator of your reality first and foremost and that every single thing is happening for you and everything is determined by how you choose to perceive it, then you will start to perceive things as good, as right, as part of the game, as part of the experience for other people, as not part of your experience. You are on your journey of self-discovery. Yeah, you can spend a lot of time discovering who you're not, the inauthentic version of you, and most of you have done that this life and past lives, but you've gotten to a point now where you're entertaining a new possibility to discover who you truly are. To discover who you truly are, well, you're going to have to adjust those limiting beliefs. You're going to have to adjust that mental construct. 
you're going to have to actually think about yourself in higher and higher and higher terms, terms more associated with your inner self. Who is that inner self? And how would that inner self that's pure positive love, pure positive understanding and intelligence, how would that inner self, who is you as a physical representation, how would that inner self act in this environment? It would be loving every bit of it, loving the game, loving the, the people who are protesting and the people who are complaining and the people who are, are writing these crazy ads and they're the can both candidates loving them, thinking how wonderful it is that, they get, that they're exploring this and they're coming from whatever place they're coming from. Maybe they're coming to actually try to help or maybe they're coming to get some recognition or something. It doesn't matter to you. That's all for them. Would you understand that? You set yourself free from this illusion. But I know I'm not there yet. So for me, or people like me, I think we still should go out and vote, correct? Would you say that from a purely intellectual point of view, that your vote makes any difference whatsoever? Just your vote. We're not talking about you and all your friends and everywhere in the town, everywhere in the state and everywhere in the country. Just your vote. Not really. If you lived in California, before they even count the votes, the decision's already made. Certain states, doesn't matter at all. Other states, it does matter for some reason. Even though there's never time when it comes down to one vote, ever. Now, if you absolutely love voting and you love that process and you were just excited by it and you really were filled with joy at doing it and you thought something, then sure, that's fine. If this is really something you want to do. Same with jury duty. Same with any of these things that you think are your civic duty. Great. If you love that, that and that makes you happy, you should do that. Absolutely. Spend all your time doing what makes you happy. However, if you want to separate yourself from others, choose a line, vote really against things or even for things you don't even know about. And just so you can wear a little badge that says you voted because you're conforming to the society, well, that's not authentic. That's not who you are. Your inner self would never vote. The inner self itself loves the whole grand illusion, but can see it from outside of that illusion. So if you love doing something and it gives you true joy, great. If you're doing it to try and control an outcome, that's always based in fear. And that will only allow you to investigate the inauthentic version of yourself, which you have done enough up to this point. Try doing something only when it gives you joy and then not doing it if it doesn't give you joy. And if you feel like, well, it's my responsibility, investigate that belief. Is that belief true? Does it really make any sense? Or is it just an ideology to help the masses deal with what's happening in the outside reality? Okay, thank you. Excellent. Who's next? Sylvia. Yes, from going back to the introduction that you did. So essentially, I mean, I understand, I'm beginning to understand that even fear is love, essentially. So we're working our way through all of these emotions to the single final emotion, which is really love and affection to look at everything the way it is. So is then the aim to be in the state of neutrality? Like as soon as we have an emotion outside of love, it's on either spectrum sort of missing the point. Let's imagine 
Love is this wonderful big circle, huge circle. And every single emotion is inside that circle. It's all love. Everything is birthed from source. Everything is a manifestation of source. The fear that you call, or we call, the thing that we label as fear, is part of this game. Without it, you could not have this journey of self-discovery. You could not have the visceral feeling of this reality. It would have no meaning. The fear gives it meaning. But of course, what you fear is what gives it meaning. The lion in the living room does not cause the fear. It's the belief that the lion could eat you, cause you death, and you do not want to die because you're trying to control living in this reality, which we're, which is a wonderful thing. Otherwise, without that survival instinct, everyone would just jump off cliffs and be eaten by lions. So the fear keeps you here. The fear keeps it real. The fear is part of the game. The fear is love. If you can pretend that you understand the feeling of love, you would say, well, that feels good and nice and wonderful, and I really like that feeling. Well, what you're doing is your belief system is associating whatever's happening with something that feels good to you. You believe this is a good thing. A baby be bored. Oh, that's a wonderful thing. I feel love for this baby. Well, you're just assuming that everything good is happening. Oh, I just won the lottery. It feels exciting and wonderful. I feel, not, I feel safe and secure now. Well, that's not necessarily true. Next day, the truck backs up and unloads the cash into your house. You could be robbed. That wouldn't be a good feeling. Or you could lose the money by doing something silly. That would not be a good feeling. And you would say, oh, I wish I never won the lottery. The baby could turn out to be a, a serial killer. You have no idea. But you're, what the mental construct says, this is a good thing. And so you feel this good feeling. The mental construct says this is a bad thing, and you feel what you call a bad feeling. But the bad feeling is simply to let you know that your mental construct is in judgment of whatever's happening. That's all that's happening. Your inner self is giving you this emotion. You're choosing to perceive it as negative. As you get to these higher, higher, and higher levels, you will feel less of a difference between what you would call a negative emotion and what you would call a positive emotion. You will start to realize. Not only is everything neutral, not only is everything right, not only is everything perfect, but everything is created by you, for you, for one purpose, and it's the purpose of self-discovery. On that journey of self-discovery, guess what happens? You're going to discover that which is not authentic, that which is not true, that which is the illusion. How you see yourself compared to how your inner self sees you is the gap of illusion. As you close that gap, you see yourself more truthfully and the illusion fades away. Fear becomes less intense. Sure, this is a new idea. The new idea is the basis of reality is perfection. Your perfection, everything's perfection, the moment's perfection. Everything that comes is the perfect thing to come at the perfect time. You wouldn't want it to come because you have some fear about it. Sometimes you think it's wrong. That's a fear. If you didn't have a fear or a limiting belief that caused the fear, you couldn't think it's wrong or bad. 
the thing is never wrong or bad. And we don't care if it's a meteor coming to hit Earth and destroy all life. It's a wonderful thing. Because guess what? That's already happened. And this is why you're here. If that didn't happen, you wouldn't be here. You see? But you're interpreting based on this finite perspective, this highly, highly, highly limited perspective, and trying to control a universe beyond your control, beyond any need to control. Imagine that you were returned to the non-physical, and then you started trying to control things. Imagine <laughs> you could control things. Imagine you could say, okay, well, I understand everything now. I'm going to beam down a winning lottery ticket number. I'm going to actually materialize that winning lottery ticket number for my relatives who are still in physical reality. And then you would alter their life. You would alter their intentions, their pre-birth intentions. You, were, you would interfere with the perfection of the planet. This is why hmm. source does not interfere with anything that's going on here. Because that would be to, to wreak havoc on the perfection. Mm -hmm. You can't see it as perfect, but everyone else in non-physical knows it's perfect. That's why no one ever interferes. Even the aliens, they don't inter interfere because they understand the perfection of what's going on. What would they do? Would they give you technology so that you would have limitless power at the stage where humanity is in fear? Limitless power would serve no purpose. It would be used for more fear because most of humanity is still creating in fear. Luckily, their creations are so limited that it doesn't really do anything. As you raise your perspective and understand who you are, you're going to start creating in love. Creations in love are very powerful and they affect the entire planet. They drip down to those living in fear. So how you choose to perceive your reality is completely up to you. The truth is it's perfect. The truth is it's neutral. Understand that your judgment is always going to be there because you will never shed all of your limiting beliefs. And the primary limiting belief that you will never shed <laughs> is I am not the creator of my reality or I am a victim. That's going to be there and that's going to promote doubt. And that's a very good thing. It's part of the survival instinct, I probably should not pet that lion, even though I have a really high perspective. You can have the highest perspective on the planet, you're probably not going to want to pet a lion. Even if you were able to remove all fear in that moment, and there are videos of this, where those people have come encountered with lions and have embraced them and hugged them and ran up to them, they had no fear. There was no reason for the lion to respond in fear because it would be a manifestation event. Well, there's no limiting belief. There's no need for a manifestation event. You see, if you go around exuding pure love without fear, no need for a manifestation event. You're already doing the work. But if you're holding on to limiting beliefs, manifestation events are going to happen and you're going to feel a negative emotion and you're going to understand there's a limiting belief that caused the fear. Now, the idea here is that Annoyance is fear. When they serve you chocolate ice cream and you want a vanilla and you get annoyed at that, that's fear. That's based in the fact that you don't believe the creator of your reality and you don't believe the vanilla ice cream was what you created. You don't believe you have the power. 
It's just a misperception of reality. The higher you raise your perspective, the clearer this all becomes because you start getting out of that illusion and into the truth of it. Now, how you raise your perspective is up to you. You can do it as we're doing it in the boot camp by noticing manifestation events and processing, but you could also do it in the thought stage. Anytime you said, oh, that's terrible. Ooh, why do I think it's terrible? Anytime you recoil <clears throat> something, anytime you see a picture of a snake and you think, oh, snakes are bad, what's that telling you? It's telling you have a limited belief. That's all it is. So this is not meant to be a radical shift in perspective. This is meant to be a game. How can you play with these thoughts and ideas and manifestation events that are happening, happening in your life? How can you start to look at everything from a little bit higher perspective? How can you start to realize that everything is neutral and your perspective on it causes you to receive a very thin line of possible decisions, choices, and actions? When you start to see things from this higher perspective and to really understand what's going on here and then to play with it, well, very shortly, you'll change your mental construct. When you change that mental construct, you will see things in physical reality that no one else sees. This is why when you've gone through the boot camp once and you take it again, you see things that you didn't see before. Why? Because you've raised your perspective by going through the first boot camp. The same as with reading a book. You read a book one time, you mark a bunch of stuff in there, you read it again. Oh, there's all this different stuff I never marked the first time. You see things differently as you raise your perspective. When you start to see things differently, you realize, oh, there's so much more going on here. And that's when things start to become unimaginable. Wonderful question. Who's next? Hi, Joshua. I have a question. Reshna? Yeah, thank you. Um, I was filling out a manifestation event form, and I picked a limit, limiting belief. And uh, the belief was that I am not successful. And I wrote out some evidence using my mind, and then I said to myself let me connect to my inner self and I got a little more and then finally this idea this thought came to my head where I said the thought was that I'm forcing myself to think I'm successful and I'm using this as a band-aid on my wound and at that moment I stopped working on the manifestation event form I wanted to lighten up my mood and I jumped over to YouTube and the very first thing that came up was this commercial and there was a lady in there and her first words were, did you know that yoga and meditation are just a band-aid on the wound? But the thing that I came away with from that uh, experience was that I'm, I'm using this manifestation event form as a band-aid on a wound. I'm not really getting to my real problem. Excellent. What is your real problem? <laughs> I don't know my real problem. Maybe I don't want to face the truth about myself. Excellent. So until you are ready to face the truth about yourself, you can peel away the onions, the layers of the onion, the, the outer edges, the easier ones of the onion. You came up with this limiting belief that you are not successful. Is that true? Do you really believe that? Uh, no, it's not true. Excellent. So you don't really even have to have that limiting belief. And that wasn't really the limiting belief that you were after. You were dissatisfied with one aspect of your life. And so you went through the motions of doing it and you didn't really get to the thing that was the main aspect of that, which is if I'm the creator of my reality, 
I would absolutely change what's happening here with my husband, with what I'm doing with my life. I would change my conditions. That's the core of every single human being's infinite onion. That's the center of it. I'm not the creator of my reality. You have to get to that center to realize that you, Reshna, at this mental construct, are not yet the actual, actionable creator of your reality. Your inner self is. Your inner self is you. Until you are, your inner self is going to lead you on manifestation event after manifestation event, peeling out the outer layers of that infinite onion to keep you thinking, to keep you meditating, to keep you involved, to keep you listening to podcasts, to keep you in the boot camp, keep you doing all these things. Here's what happens. You peel away the layers, you peel away the layers, you peel away the layers, you peel away the layers. You get to this core understanding that you're not the creator of your reality. And then something flips. Chrissy said it best when she came to the realization that she was nothing and she was everything. That's the truth. That's the truth of you. That's the truth of everyone on this call now. That's the truth of everyone who will ever listen to this. And it's the truth of every human being. You are everything and nothing. You are inside that giant, wonderful circle of love. Inside that is everything and nothing. It's all there. It is all you. You will fight, fight, fight for control, fight for your choices, fight for your decisions, fight for your actions, fight for your ability to do what you think you should do. Fight for control, control, control. It's all control. You will continue fighting for control until you come to one place, and that is the place of surrender. You are not in control. You're in control of nothing. You have a choice. You have one choice. That's what perspective will you take? Higher perspective or more limited perspective? So think about all the possible perspectives. There's 8 billion people on the planet. Think about the person who has the highest perspective on the planet. What's the difference in their life? How they feel, how they think about themselves, how they are interacting with their inner self, how they're interacting with their guides and supporters, how they're living with the non-physical and the physical at the same time. The highest perspective on earth. In that perspective, Outside conditions don't make too much difference. Expressing love makes the most difference. Expressing an understanding that they are committed to a journey of self-discovery and authenticity. The one with the most limited perspective on earth feels absolutely worthless, like a victim, nothing. The one with the highest perspective feels worthless and worth everything all at the same time feels more connected to humanity, more connected to nature, more connected to the universe, more connected to their inner selves and guides. The one with the most limited perspective feels completely disconnected as if everything is imploding on top of them and they are persecuted from every angle. So there's 8 billion possible perspectives. Which one are you going to choose? Are you going to choose the one that says, I must control, I must control, I must control. Well, that's going to be at the bottom half of that perspective list. Or you're going to choose someone that says, I accept where I am now. 
I accept in the present moment, everything's perfect. I accept that I have a mental construct that causes me to judge things. I accept that I have preferences and doubts and desires and attachments to outcomes and ideals and all these things. And I realize that none of these beliefs within that mental construct are true other than I am love, which is everything and nothing all at the same time. You want to control everything because you have fear. You are not able to stand for what you want or actually be the creator of your reality because from your perspective to do so would encounter loss, more negative emotion, possibilities of failure or disappointment or dissatisfaction or whatever it is. Essentially, the fear is some form of negative emotion. So you just haven't gotten to a perspective where whatever's going on with your husband is neutral. Whatever's going on with your parents is neutral. Whatever's going on with relatives back home, neutral. You haven't gotten to that point yet. You've gotten to the point where you're still wishing things were different, wishing you could actually be the creator of your reality. Now, if you had the power to be the creator of your reality, the power that, that is yours by right, but is not bestowed upon you when you're in fear, because in fear you would create more fear, which is something that you do not want there for your inner self, is creating the life for you for this journey of self-discovery, and it is a wonderful life. It's always a wonderful life. If you can see it as a wonderful life, if you can see it as pure perfection, hey, just raise your perspective, didn't you? If you can see that everything else is the illusion, what's happening with your husband, what's happening with your parents, what's happening with family back home, all of that is the illusion. Will you get there over the next year? Maybe you will. Will you get there over the next 10 years? Maybe you will. Will you get there over the next few lifetimes? Possible. Will you get there tomorrow? Probably not. This is an ongoing process. But you got to the point where you had another thought. And that other thought was direct communication from your inner self. You are one who wants others to answer your problems. This is why your questions are so prolific. You are asking a question almost every call. You want other people to solve your problems. You want someone to give you advice. Now you had a signal, a thought, a direct communication from your inner self. By choosing to perceive that you are not successful and convincing yourself you are, you're covering up a deeper wound. Are you ready to uncover that deeper wound? That's for you to understand. Are you ready to go there? If you are, you will be guided. If you commit to, I want to understand the fundamental wound that I've been carrying around that causes me to want information from the outside and causes me to continue to perceive myself as a victim. You'll be guided step by step. And when you receive the guidance, Sometimes they'll come directly to you in inspiration. Sometimes they'll come from outside of you, from someone mentioning something. When you receive the guidance, if you go with it as if it's a game, as if there's nothing to prove, as if there's no problem to solve, you'll go enjoy. If you think you have to solve this problem to feel good, it's just your way of controlling it again, even more. So be grateful in the understanding or be satisfied in the understanding that you've gotten to a brand new level here. You will all get to this level at some point. And the, and the recognition is, I am in everything and I am nothing all at the same time. And that is the definition of love. 
the only belief that's true is your love. All other beliefs, no matter how empowering you think they are, are still limiting compared to the truth. The truth is you are everything and you are nothing. You don't have to be everything and you don't have to be nothing, but you have the potential of all of it within you. Yet you do not need to control how this manifests or how it plays out in your life. You need to lessen the control. All of you need to lessen the control. Lessen the control. The control is the illusion. Lessen the judgment of outside conditions. That's all the illusion. Understand that in this wonderful journey of life, the only thing that you want to maintain is a higher and higher and higher perspective, gradually, gradually, gradually over the course of days, weeks, months, and years. If you can reach a higher perspective today than you were yesterday, bravo, that's wonderful. If you fall back a little tiny bit, if you get upset at something, that's okay. That's part of understanding more about your limiting beliefs. Wonderful. If you get to the recognition that, yeah, maybe you've been not really leaning into the assignments and the manifestation event forms and, and you're getting annoyed because you aren't seeing this earth-shattering change in your reality that you're hoping for, realize that it's coming. Don't worry about it. It's coming. Be light and easy about all these things. You'll see they're coming. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing you've gotten to this point where you've asked another wonderful question and you've talked about some thought that came through meditation. We have talked about this many times before, is that when Gary was meditating for the first several years, he was trying to stop thought, stop thought, stop thought. And initially, this is a very good idea. Slow the thought down, understand they come and go, understand they come and go. But soon you'll get to a vibrational place where you'll be receiving fun thoughts, interesting things to talk about, wonderful ideas. You can play with those ideas. And those ideas then lead to these little aha moments and insights that, that you just received. All of it is coming from within. You're all actually using this as your excuse to bypass inner communication because you don't yet believe it. But the entire bootcamp is designed to do one thing, and that's to connect you with your inner self. That's why we ask you to print out the daily spiritual practice of the assignments and manifestation event form and writing with pen on paper. This slows down your thinking process and allows you to connect to the inner self without you even knowing it. You do enough of these manifestation event forms and this daily spiritual practice, and you will be allowing your inner self to write through you. You'll literally be channeling your inner self with your pen on paper. Whatever those words are, are the perfect words. Whatever is written down is the perfect thing to look at. And when you are trying to control your hand by writing down what you think is a good limiting belief, well, you're going to get to a point where you'll be doing this and doing this and doing this and doing this. And essentially, you're going to have to give up. And this is a point where you are now, which is an optimal place to be. It's a fantastic place to be. The place where you just give up and surrender to what is, and then just realize the abundance of love and support and guidance that's given to you in every moment. And that's always, always guiding you to a higher perspective on yourself. That's what self-discovery is, and you're well on your way. Thank you. Excellent. Who's next? Joshua. 
Yes, Shara. Hi. To piggyback on that question, um, I, you know, this is my first boot camp. I feel like I'm still really working on my outer onion layers. <laughs> you are. So very much so. Um, but at the same time, I am realizing this last year, I've been tapping into more of my spiritual, you know, remembering some of my spiritual gifts. So I'm just trying to understand that interesting juxtaposition because I'm clearly, you know, working on uh, following my inspiration, but still seeing very much so that I'm having these like, you know, lower level manifestation events. Can you talk a little bit to that? Well, this is all part of the process. So this is exactly where you're supposed to be. Now, did you have any of these inner gifts, these empathic abilities when you were a child? I did, but they were really, there was a lot of fear around it. Very good. There was less fear then there is, than there is now. So if you had, if any of you had ever experienced anything in early childhood where you knew something or you could talk to animals or you had your little guides with you and that you could see them, it's because there was not the kind of fear that there is now. Not the society pressure, rituals, mores, taboos that is part of your mental construct or your belief system. The belief system that you adopted says what? I'm not the creator of my reality. I'm not anything special. God is outside of me. I'm separate. I have to protect myself. Didn't really have that when you were a small child because you were taken care of by your parents. You couldn't understand what they're talking about on the news. You didn't really know how to read or write yet. You were essentially much closer to your non-physical self. There wasn't the fear. The fear did not interrupt the channel or the connection to those inner gifts. As you went through life, imagine your inner gifts are in a box and you just kept putting little towels on top of them and towels on top of them and towels on top of them and towels. So you got a box of gifts with a whole stack of towels on top. Mm -hmm. Those towels are all tiny little limiting beliefs. Those limiting beliefs cause you to have a perception of yourself. That is your perspective and your vibration. As you remove those little towels, there's more opportunity for those gifts to emerge. They can creak out of the cracks. They can come here and there. When you remove enough of them, the rest will fall off. Because what's happening is when you're ready, those empathic abilities will start to serve you on your journey of self-discovery. But you have to come to a certain level of perspective. Now, you might say, okay, well, I see these psychics and mediums out there, and they don't seem like they're really much evolved. Well, they have huge pre-birth intentions. And so those inner gifts are just bursting out whether they've reached this perspective or not. It's a different kind of exploration of physical reality. The rest of humanity has inner gifts, has mm -hmm. empathic abilities, but will not know them until they reach a certain perspective where they're operating more in love and less in fear. Those who are having empathic abilities right now, what do you see them doing? They're not really letting them be of any benefit to them. Maybe they're mm -hmm. making a little money out of it. Maybe they got a TV show, but their life is still limited, highly limited. If you come to a certain level of understanding about yourself, a certain perspective, it is less limited, just generally less limited than everyone else with the lower perspective. At that point, you're operating less in the illusion of fear and more in the truth of your reality. 
Doesn't have to be way up here, just a little bit up. Well, we would say, if you can imagine humanity as the ocean, those of you who are on this call now or listening at a later date, you are floating on the surface. So you're at the higher perspectives anyway. You may not understand this. You may not realize this. You might think your life would be different if you had that higher perspective. You are used to feeling this way. You can't imagine the way that the person in front of you at the supermarket line feels. If you were to jump into that body, you would crumble with the pressure and the anxiety and the constant level of fear and anxiety. You can't know how other people actually feel. And if you were actually empathic now without understanding that difference, that empathic ability would cause you distress. So there is no benefit to having those abilities until you get to a higher perspective. Once you have the higher perspective, then whatever abilities you chose to come in with you and you picked them out of a box and you said, I'll take that ability and I'll take that ability and I'll take this ability. And then this will allow me to travel my journey of self-discovery, not to help anyone else. Not with that intention. The intention is specifically for your journey of self-discovery. Now on that journey of self-discovery, guess what? You become a lighthouse to everyone else. You naturally shine a beacon of this is possible. If I can do this, you can do this. If Gary can channel, you can channel. If that's one of the abilities you picked out. But whatever those abilities that you chose is for you. Do you have an inkling about an ability that you might have? Yeah, I mean, I already, I know I communicate with my guides. I do automatic writing. I, I have some, you know, ideas of color vibration, which comes out in my artwork. I have some intuitive gifts that could be like leading towards some psychic abilities. I feel like there are a bunch of things that are coming online and like little fireworks. And so, you know, it's interesting just to see that juxtaposition because I also, this is like mind blowing to me. I'm thinking in a totally new way. So to have those two sides of it is very exciting and inspiring, but it's also confusing. <laughs> well, that's the new perspective. The new way you're thinking is what allows it to come off. You just knocked off a whole bunch of towels off the top of that box. Now these are to be developed more. And as you start peeling away more of those layers and start seeing things from a higher perspective, especially yourself, they'll start to develop as well. And, and it's a practice like anything else. So you will practice with them and you'll play with them. We will say that every single human being, when they get to a high enough perspective, will be able to communicate directly to their inner selves. We'll be able to communicate telepathically. It's, those are natural abilities, just like sight and sound and smell and all the physical senses. There are natural natural, non-physical senses that come online. And then there will be unique ones, special ones that you brought with you. And those will be also fun. And so some of you may have one or two and some of you may have 10 or 20. It's whatever you chose to come with. Mm -hmm. It's all about your perspective because once you start thinking a new way about yourself, that's when you allow them to come back online for you and to flourish in this new perspective that you have on yourself. Many, 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 many people who go through the boot camp discover these abilities. Channeling is one of the first things, the easiest thing, automatic writing, in meditation, communication to your inner self, feeling a thought someone's thinking or how they're feeling, this empathic ability is a natural human ability. Knowing something, 
you just know something might be a chosen ability. Being able to project into another environment and view it from a distance, that could be a natural ability or it could be a ability you brought with you, depending on how you use it and what it's for. There are many of these things that are coming online, vastly different. And just like with the physical senses, it's determined uniquely to the individual. You're wearing glasses right now. Other people might not wear glasses. They have a elevated ability to see. Does it mean anything? It's just in that one perspective, you may have an incredible palate and taste food differently or smell things differently than other people do. So every one of these abilities, while you might label them the same, they're all unique. No two people have the same set of abilities or quality of abilities as well. There's intensities, but all of them can be developed. You could take a course and become a sommelier. If you had the interest in it, you could develop the taste buds that you could tell what region of France this wine was from and when it was picked, when the grapes were picked, when it was bottled. So playing with these ideas is part of the game of physical reality. Thinking it's unusual is only because most of humanity is in a highly, highly limited perspective of themselves. We are going to see many of you burst forth with wonderful abilities, and this will be an impetus for those around you to stop labeling this as weird. Stop telling the children that they can't see their invisible friends or they can't talk to the cat. Change the entire course of society to embrace these abilities as a barometer of their perspective of themselves. That natural ability coming forth from you is a barometer of your perspective that you've reached. You've already reached up here. You're already thinking differently. You may not think you're thinking differently. You may not think you're feeling differently, but the proof is in the pudding and the pudding is your abilities. Wonderful question. We have time for one silly question. Who's got the silliest, briefest question in the history of the world? I have a question, Joshua. Excellent, Pamela. What do the beans known as Joshua do when they're not being channeled by Gary? They go into hibernation in these little cabinets that are stuck in the shelf over here in (laughs) Gary's closet. A more interesting question would be, what are they doing while Gary is channeling them? Okay. In addition to bringing forth the information. Humanity believes that you do one thing at a time. You have your focus of attention in one place, that your vibration in essence is affecting one thing that you're doing or perceiving or whatever it is. You have this perception or perspective where you're contained, your consciousness is contained within the body. That's not true. When you are sleeping, that consciousness is free, is interactive is going all over the place, is having an adventure. When it wakes up, right back in the body. If you have a near-death experience, the consciousness often leaves the body and often has wonderful adventures and then comes back in. In the non-physical, we are everywhere, always, all at the same time. We can focus on your question or the little girl in Alaska who is asking a question or anywhere anywhere else in the world, or the bunny rabbit who's looking for food, any of these things, whatever captures our attention. Now, our, our interest is in 
having this communication, this is our joy. This is what thrills us is being allowed to express this understanding that we have about the laws of the universe and how physical reality works in order to do one thing. Take your perspective from where it is now and work with you over conversation and conversation conversation in whatever courses you do, whatever videos, whatever, whatever you're guided to in concert with your own inner self and your own pre-birth intentions to move you from one perspective to another perspective, to allow you to see what life was like at this perspective what life is like at that perspective and what life is like at this perspective. Will you go all the way with us? Maybe you will, maybe you won't. Will you go along enough to find something where you start this momentum of spiritual growth and development? That would be a wonderful thing. You don't have to stick around with us forever. If something else catches your fancy and takes you off in another direction, that's fine by us. We're with you there anyway. You see, you cannot escape us. We're in the shower with you. We're wherever you are, whatever you are anticipating that you're going to ask a question. It might be a meditation, might be in the shower. And if you are asking a question, we are sending the answer. Now, the answer will sound like your thought. You might sound, oh, that's crazy, or I don't believe it, or how did that come from? But that's your inner self, that's us, that's everyone who loves and supports you. We're everywhere, always, all at the same time. And with that, we're complete. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you, Joshua. Isn't it weird to think that you have a really high perspective, even where you are now, even when you're thinking some things about your life aren't so good? Well, that's just how it works. And as you go along, if you're curious and want to continue with this, your perspective will get higher and higher. These podcasts will help you raise your perspective. If you read the book or listen to the book, uh, books. Um, you can check those out on the website or on Amazon. Um, if you do any of the courses, there's a seven-day course that will get you started in processing limiting beliefs. It's called the seven-day course. You can get that on the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com. You can go a step further and enroll in a uh, Ascension Experience course. And if you want to really shift your perspective, we'll be doing another boot camp in the uh, spring, probably around the end of February. Uh, thanks again for being here. Remember to like and subscribe. Leave a comment and leave a review if you can. That would be amazing. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Bye.